Well, hello again. Welcome to TV Tuesday. This is TV Tuesday where we present an episode of the Jack Benny Show that was presented on television. And you get a chance to hear it here, or you can watch it over on YouTube, and we'll have a link in the show notes that will take you to the YouTube channel where you can watch it and uh, see us chat about it and see the actual episode. Or you can listen to it if you're in your car or whatever, and go ahead and listen. So anyway, without further ado, here is an episode of TV Tuesday. Hit it, Phil. Can it be the breeze that fills the trees with rare and magic perfume? Oh, no. It isn't the breeze. It's Jackson time. La, da, da, da. Okay. Well, Jello again. This is Buck Benny speaking. Uh, we continue our world travels with Jack Benny. And uh, we have our friends John Henderson with us today from This Day in Jack Benny. We also have our friend Terry Phillips here from Hello. Imagine Air Theater. Oh, and I haven't asked you today yet. Um, uh, are we any closer to getting the episode out, or where are we? Where we are. We are. The, the script is in the hands of the casting director. She is uh, putting our, our together. theme together, and and I am still, um, you know, waiting for. I have I have uh, one actor's material already in hand, okay. so I've got uh, four more. Um, performances that I need to get and then I'll cut it together and get it out I hope before the end of the month. Nice. Nice. That'll be great. And then is, is, this, one, is this one of your bigger casts or is it just a bigger... No, it's five, it's five uh, uh, characters right. but it's a long script. It's, uh, it's in two parts. Um, I, I will tell you the name of the episode. It's called uh, The Oracle of Delphina wow. and it uh, has to do with dolphins hence the title. And uh, it will probably run between 40 minutes, less than an hour, but maybe 45, 50 minutes, something like that. Oh, cool. But cool. in two parts, so it'll be easily digestible. Excellent, excellent. I can't wait. Can't wait to hear it. Me so, too. And, uh, <laughs> and as we've been waiting, I keep on airing more and more of the previous Imagine errors on, on multiple channels that I, that I have. And so, so uh, my audience is definitely getting saturated with, with, with the, the Imagineer stuff from the past. And thank you. They love it. And so it's, it's, you, you just do such a nice job and your intros, you got such a great voice for doing that. It's, oh, it's thank you, Derek. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, if you get a chance to check imaginaryTheater.com, get there and there's, I think seven episodes so far available. You can listen to ones in the past and there'll be two new ones coming out fairly soon. So Excellent. awesome. Well, let's get on with this. Uh, this is a unique Jack Benny uh, presentation. It's short. It's going to be 10 minutes long. I really think our intro is probably going to be longer than that, but we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, but it's um, it's just charming to see him do just kind of his stand-up and how well it works. I laughed out loud at a decent amount of this. Um, we, we're not going to give you know too much away because I don't want to give much away, but there's uh, one of the funniest bits that I've seen is is the violin bit that that happens in here is just outstanding and just a payoff for anybody who's enjoyed Jack for many years will just love it. It's one of those bits that if you were watching this, this is not the first thing to watch if you're going to catch Jack for the first time. It, it really plays on the history of, of what we know about Jack and everything. But uh, what just a wonderful piece. I, I've been having an argument online lately about Jack Benny. They, they had... Somebody put out a list of all the top um, 
stand-up comedians, right, of all time. And somebody was arguing that Jack should have been on the list and he wasn't on the list or he was too low on the list or something like that. And I just, I did a little argument saying, you know, stand-up wasn't Jack's biggest thing. I said, he's really, I mean, if you were going to list the great comedians, <clears throat> you know, or the great talents in comedy, he should be right there at the top five. But as far as stand-up, you know, I, I don't think of it. But this does show you that how strong his stand-up was, and it and it was charming. So, uh, let's go over to Terry first. Terry, what do you, what do you think about this? What stood out? The uh, this was the Royal Variety performance. Um, the whole show lasted two hours and twenty-two minutes. It was a command performance. Queen Elizabeth was there. Yes, the same Queen Elizabeth who's on the on the throne as we we're speaking. Um, but th the bill included. Uh, George Burns, Sammy Davis Jr., Shirley Bassey, Maurice Chevalier, lots of absolutely top names from that time. And I agree with you, Daryl. This was Jack Benny at his best in a way that we don't usually think of Jack as a, as a stand-up. Uh, there's, um, there's one reference that some of our younger uh, listeners or viewers might not get, and it's a reference to somebody named Van Gogh. <laughs> Van Gogh was, was famous, among other things, for having uh, cut off an ear. And so if you don't know that, one of Jack's jokes might not land for right. you. But that's just a minor thing. What's more important to me in this brief um, clip is the thing that Jack is, I think, most appreciated for among comedians, which is his timing. You hang on every line, on every nuance, on, on every turn. And, and it's so deliberate. It's so slow. And it's so funny. Yep. For me, when he was holding a violin in his hand and about to play and then stopping and talking and then about to play again, I just, it, it, to me, it is one of the great performances with, with, talents that I don't know of any comic today right or maybe ever could pull off right and yet it feels so casual the way he presents it it's like it's like he doesn't have a bit but he does have a bit it, it's hard to explain you just got to watch it and see this but it's it's like no one else you'll ever see and it's short it's 10 minutes and it but it's 10 minutes of delight and 10 minutes of yet another facet to this wonderful comedian that we love so much. And there's one last thing I want to say about Jack Benny, which is his universality. This, yes. was, this was recorded, performed uh, in front of an audience in London, England. And yet everything he said landed with them. Now, it is true that the British and, and other people know a lot about American culture. And Jack Benny was already, you know, world famous. Yeah. And yet they got every joke. And it wasn't like he was particularly tailoring it for a, a British audience. It's just that he was universal in his appeal. Well, and I love the part, uh, I'll just give away, this is not much, but just the fact that he was there in 49 and talks about how uh, they demanded that he come back. So, you know, or whatever. It, 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 the joke is, yeah, because it's been a long time since he's been back there, but he plays it up really well. Uh, anyway, John, what, what are your thoughts on it? 
Well, it's interesting to hear the old radio show where he comes back from England and he talks about playing the Orpheum, how the audiences were, how he did, you know, talking about his live performances. And I've always been like, oh, I wish I could see one of those live performances or at least hear one. And I've looked to see if I can find any, you know, recordings of live performances and I have never been able to. So it was great when you came with this and here is, you know, a chunk of performance of him on stage at the Orpheum. So I thought it was really interesting and to like, to sort of overlay that on top of, you know, those parts of the radio show is really interesting. Uh, it was, you know, when I, when I imagined it, especially the way that he described it, uh, it's always so, I don't know, I guess my, my imagination was different than this. This was more real, like the Jack Benny that we've seen already and i'm like duh of course it's jack benny so yeah. i should have known i'm not gonna change entirely <laughs> <laughs> he starts delivering lines like, like bob hope <laughs> yeah. that would be hilarious but no yeah i do think it's an interesting question of jack benny as a stand-up comedian because we've seen him on his television show doing some monologues and doing some straight jokes and it's like you know we can see what are his strengths which is like the, the pauses, the looks, and things like that. And maybe some of his jokes are a bit predictable uh, on the television show, mm -hmm. but that's probably because he's got writers who are trying to, you know, pump out content, especially by the end of the run. Sure. Whereas this, I think he's probably got a number of um, bits that he saves for his live performances. Mm -hmm. And so he's able to hone them like a stand-up comedian would if yes. he's going from town to town. So yeah, I thought this was a great, great, you know, sort of snippet of what Jack Benny's like on stage. John, I'm so glad you used the term casual because maybe more than his timing, that's what Jack's appeal was. It was, it was like he was just talking to you. Mm -hmm. he, wasn't, he wasn't reading scripted material, even though I'm sure this was very carefully crafted, but yeah. it just seemed so natural. Even to the point of the ending, I, don't, I won't say anything about the ending other than that it was unique. Yeah. And and believable. It was just, I mean, there aren't very many comics you can say uh, have a perfect set. This was a perfect set. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you, you'd think with Jack, if you got 10 minutes, boy, he should be able to do a pretty honed piece for 10 <laughs> minutes. I mean, the guy's been presenting for years and years and years. But uh, just for the audience, but also for you two gentlemen, uh, I, I think you're going to be interested because one of the trips we're going to take, most of the trips we're going to take as we travel the world with Jack are going to be his episodes that were designed to be his tour of the world sort of thing. But I thought we'd, we've also been throwing in things like today's thing that that's performing somewhere, but it's not part of the actual show. This is just something different. Well, there's a whole um, presentation that he did in Australia that's, that is very much more the stand-up sort of thing mixed in with uh, it's a whole um, special that he essentially does for Australia. And so we're going to be presenting that one during this run. And I think that one will be especially interesting to people because it's yet another kind of different um, piece that you're not used to seeing. So something to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Anyway, without further ado, let's let them enjoy these 10 minutes with Jack after enjoying 
these whatever 15 or 20 minutes with us. So <laughs> believe me, his 10 minutes are better than what we just did. So, <laughs> so don't turn it off now, please. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Thanks so much. Dan. I'm not going to be that good, really. I... Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. I, um... My God, he looks so much younger on television. <laughs> I guessed it, didn't I, when I walked out? But I, um, I want to say that I'm really very, very happy to be here for the uh, Royal Variety Show, and I feel that this is a sort of a return engagement for me. You see, I was here for this same show, for the Royal Show in 1949, and I um, was such a big hit. <laughs> that they brought me right back again. Twelve years later, you see? <laughs> I, um, fortunately, I've had other work in between, you know? I mean, I, I don't depend on this entirely for a living or anything, you know? You know, I'm in television and I do concerts and uh, benefits and things like that. And I, um, but anyway, here I am again. Of course, this may mean nothing to you, but the Prudential Life Insurance Company is thrilled at this thing. Uh, but I, um, you know, I must tell you, Friday, we arrived Friday and I was met at the airport by Mr. Incidentally, I wasn't introduced when I first came on, so those of you who do not recognize me, I'm Bob Hope, you see? <laughs> but I, um, I know, I know he's in town, I thought I'd take advantage of it. But I, um, when I arrived Friday, I was met at the airport by Mr. Delfont, who ha is in charge of this show. And before he even said hello, he walked right over to me, I got off the plane, and he said, Jack, it's a very long show and you'll do eight minutes. <laughs> then as we synchronized our watches, <laughs> He said, did you have a nice trip? <laughs> and I said, yes. And imagine six, I flew 8,000 miles practically to do six or eight minutes. Eight minutes, he allowed me. It was eight minutes, that was it. And he, um, of course, I can't understand. I was here, uh, uh, when I was here in 1949, they allowed me 35 minutes, you see. But of course, that was for landing, doing my act. <laughs> and getting out of England at this time. 
This I couldn't figure out at all because my great-great-great-grandfather was a British hero, you know. His name was Benedict Arnold. And um, we don't talk very, very much about him at home. But I must tell you, I have a doctor here. I'm not changing the subject or anything. It's about my arrival. But I have a doctor here in London who is one of my closest friends. And we've been friends for many, many years. And although we do not see each other often, we write to each other, correspond. And he worries about me a lot, this doctor here. And I'm not going to mention his name. First place, it's not ethical, you know. And then in England, I wouldn't save anything anyway. <laughs> but I... Um, But I, um, he worries about me. He thinks that at my age, now that I'm working too hard. And he, said, and he said, I can't understand you, Jack. You, here you fly all over the country. You're getting older. It's time to sort of, you know, take it easy now. And, uh, you know, you're doing television shows every week. And you never did that before. And you're playing nightclubs and all this. He says, why? He says, why do you do that? He says, surely it can't be the money. <laughs> now there's a man who is a brilliant surgeon. <laughs> but the minute you take off his rubber gloves, he's an idiot. You know? <laughs> uh, may I have my violin, please? Well, that's their opinion, you know, you could want about it. Mr. Collins, could I have a violin? Well, thank you very, very much. And I'd like to play my theme. You know, I must say that I, I'm a little bit nervous tonight. I don't know whether you can notice it. If my wife were here, she would notice it. And, and a funny thing, I'm only nervous uh, because I'm never nervous where I should be in television, you know, where I, it's, where it's really my livelihood. And here, for some reason, I'm a wreck, you know, and I, I don't know, I'm doing it for nothing, you know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe that's what's making me nervous. I don't know. <laughs> but I, um, I guess the reason when I do, because I have done the command show, as I said before, and also a midnight show, The Night of a Thousand Stars, and the reason I'm nervous is because, well, when I'm out here in, you know, in front of an audience and I'm surrounded by so many British stars, you know, I feel so unimportant at that time. It's like being stranded on an island with Marilyn Monroe and a boyfriend, you know? <laughs> You have a feeling you're not needed, you know, in this thing, I... Could I have A, please? <laughs> you know, I have been referred to 
by the way, as the Van Gogh of the violinist. Because during my last concert, I was playing Mendelssohn, and a woman got up in the middle of the house and said, my God, he's lost his ear, you know, in this thing, and that's how I... We'll play, and you know, I was so, oh, I must tell you, just one more thing, and then we'll play. If I got just a half a minute, I must tell you, you know, Maurice Chevalier is on the show, and we're very good friends. So I thought, here's a chance he's coming back to um, uh, America pretty soon, you see. So I thought I'd ask him if he'd be a guest on my show. And he said he'd like to, and I told him, it's a half-hour show, I don't pay too much for these things, you see. And I asked him what he wanted for about five minutes as a guest. And without hesitating, he looked at me and he said he wanted $7,500. This is for five minutes, you know. So I just stared at him. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't bat an eye or move a muscle or anything. I believe they call it temporary paralysis. <laughs> But anyway, let's play our, our theme song. <laughs> Dave, why, why did the or why did you stop? Oh, oh, I see. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you very, very much.